You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Inside Purple and Gold. All right, let's talk a little bit playoffs now. Um, kind of shifting out of Vikings mode into more national NFL things that really matter. The playoffs are still rolling. We are two days removed from championship weekend. Chiefs, Bengals, incredible game. Patrick Mahomes is going back to the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. A lot of talk about the refs. Maybe we can talk about that in a little bit here. Yeah. Like it kind of sucks that like anytime like a big game happens and like one team or one group of people are cheering for, for one result and that result doesn't happen. We auto we automatically go to like blaming the refs and that the NFL is rigged. Like I, mm-hmm. I can see some frustration if, if you are a Cincinnati Bengals fan at, at how certain plays were called down the stretch. But I think if we really go back through it and, and you know, go over it with a fine tooth comb, like the refs weren't really that much in the way. Um, Joe Burrow had the ball twice in the fourth quarter, punted or threw an interception and punted the ball away to Patrick Mahomes. Mahomes obviously yeah. scrambles. Joseph Asai, unsportsmanlike conduct penalty on the sideline. Um, that's tough when, when you see a kid crying like that um, yeah. after having the, the game of his life. And we can circle back and talk about all this. All that is to say the Chiefs are going to the back to the Super Bowl. Harrison Bucker nails a 45-yard field goal. Essentially, as time expires, Patrick Mahomes on one leg. Um, and, and it was bothering him. Some people were saying he was yeah. milking it. it. It was clearly bothering him. He was not um, milking it. <laughs> have a, a, had, had a, high had another sprain. <laughs> I, I'm saying Tom, uh, I know, I know, I know. Yeah. You, you just, you just go on, on Twitter and he, like, obviously the conspiracies and, but no, yeah. that, that thing was bothering him. And he had a hell of a performance that day. Um, Chiefs are going back. Um, the AFC game was everything we wanted and more. The NFC game was not, it was barely a football game. The Philadelphia Eagles are going to the Super Bowl. It will be chiefs versus Eagles in a week and a half. Or, yeah. That, that, that's yeah, yeah. You know, like 10 days. Um, but man, that, that, that game, it feels like we got cheated out of, out of, out of an NFC championship game. That could have been really, really good. Brock Purdy tears his UCL on, on, on the first drive of the game. Hassan Reddick yeah. comes in, smokes his elbow fumble. Um, Eagles recover. They end up going in to score. Um, and oh yeah, by the way, Brock Purdy doesn't play again. Josh Johnson comes in immediately gets a concussion um, the 49ers are then left to play the rest of the game, essentially without a quarterback. They played Brock Purdy yeah. for a little bit. Um, all he could do is hand the ball off and throw screens. They tried to play Christian McCaffrey at quarterback one play. He threw the ball into, I have no idea, open space, no guy around yeah. him. Um, it's just a, just a shitty way to end what was an incredible season for the 49ers, an incredible coaching job for Kyle Shanahan. Um, but to your point earlier, Tom, like there's a threshold here. 
And then there's a limit that I think even coaching can not make up for the fact that injuries just take their toll and, and, and can ruin, ruin seasons. Yeah. I mean, I think I'm start with the NFC here. Cause it's easier to unpack, I guess. Like, yeah. A, I guess there's an argument for a third quarterback, like, like that. You just have to have it in the playoffs or something like that. Um, uh, yeah. Cause like, is it, but you know, I'm not convinced Brock Purdy wins that game. I actually think we saw the upper limits of like what that team could do. And I'm, I'm using data from like the, or like, you know, remembering the Dallas game too. Like he had trouble when he faced his really first, really good defense. Right. And I, that's not taken away from like, uh, he was, I think seven and oh, seven and one, I guess with this one. Um, mm-hmm. But like, you know, maybe fortunate in some ways, I guess you have to be in order to be like Mr. Irrelevant and thrown into in the fire and win like that. Um, and we know that the scheme plays a big part, um, but I just hurts is a better quarterback. Those are probably the two most talented teams in the NFC. And like Shanahan can only do so much with that. I, you know, the Josh Johnson thing was just funny in that I was like, who is that guy again? You know what I mean? He's like 36 at this mm-hmm. point. And he had on it like the funniest, it's just the stupidest thing ever. But like people find LinkedIn and like he had like the Broncos as his team or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. You know, p- part of me, I think the bigger thing with that is if he's on LinkedIn, he's probably looking for like a media job or something like that. <laughs> and so, I mean, I don't like, I don't think like Justin Jefferson has a LinkedIn. I, I could be wrong, but, uh, but you know, I think that like, uh, yeah, I mean, you kind of knew what was going to happen once once he's in there. And I just think this is a reminder that, like, there's just a limitation to what a coach can do and what you can do with a talented team. And it's one of the frustrations with the NFL that you can be a really bad organization, luck into essentially getting a, a top pick and, and a, a good quarterback. And then, like, we just forget, like, for example, the Bengals, who, again, a lot of weapons. I love Joe Burrow fun for the fun for the fan base but they have like six scouts or something you know what i mean you're just like and like this cheap owner and this i was at that stadium last year and it's like it is decrepit so like you know i just you know we the quarterback kind of solves everything usually or whatever the the great ones like a burrow and this is Mm -hmm. the unfortunate other side and this is why i mean in my mind and this was i you know i was kind of writing in reaction to the playoffs but through the vikings lens this is why cousins get paid what he did like to be Mm -hmm. a quarterback to operate at his level and again i see him more as like kind of a floor and someone who like um at least can operate the offense get the ball to justin jefferson and someone who can communicate for lack of a better word with o'connell like he understands what o'connell wants him to see at the line he understands the concepts of the offense he also has a really good understanding of how much he understands the offense i know that's a little confusing but like he is not overzealous in terms of like his understanding of the play playbook he talked a lot about it time on task and we saw throughout the season how he progressed as a quarterback but he is paid that much not because he's elite or whatever like I think people overthink this. He he has paid that much because he has the leverage to negotiate it because he is the quarterback because Kyle Shanahan in a heartbeat. And this is going back to a quote people are probably familiar with from like March 21 Shanahan in a way that borderline, and I'm not saying he did something wrong here, but borderline, like most coaches don't talk like this because you can get fine talking about another team's player was basically like, yeah, we went out, we tried, we were trying to get him in 18. I worked with him in Washington and loved him when he was, you know, when they drafted cousins in 12. Um, he's talked mm-hmm. about how he likes that style of quarterback, the pocket. And, you know, again, probably wasn't throwing Garoppolo under the bus directly, but like was kind of saying like Garoppolo has similar traits, but takes weirder risks, right? Cousins, if anything, right. We think of the check down to Hawkinson and like what he was under Zimmer or whatever, but like, 
um, Cousins is very deliberate in what he does. And that's why, like, post-game, he's so direct in, in what he sees as his faults and his merits, right? Um, but uh, this is why he gets paid that. And it's, and it's like, I'm not saying that people should be, if you're not a Cousins person and you want something better, like, that's a perfectly fine idea, right? As long as it's, it, as long as you're kind of thinking rationally. Again, I think, I think the assumption that you just burn it down and get the third overall pick and you get your quarterback you can ask like the jets about that or you know you can yeah. ask a lot of bad organizations about that and what that does to your culture and the unlikelihood that you create a, get a great quarterback even high in the draft right but like i think this is why he you know it's not just the niners but all it takes is the niners that's literally right it's a negotiation essentially between two teams we know the jets would probably take him in a heartbeat we you know there's a handful of these teams so it just illustrated to me if the niners win like they did literally without a quarterback at one point and with josh johnson if, if that's how they did that um or really even with brock purdy mr irrelevant right um we'd say well why wouldn't the vikings just replicate the Niners like you're getting a new defensive coordinator anyway just just run their defense find personnel that they found um this would take time obviously but um and you know use the weapons right and the Vikings don't quite have the weapons that the Niners do but you have like a dynamic running back with Cook and um and and obviously Jefferson and like Hawkinson and stuff like it just doesn't work that's why they don't do it right and I think that's like mm -hmm. that to me like because I was trying to find a clear example of like explaining why cousins is, is making what he does and stuff. And again, it's just not, I don't think organizations, they do care about the caliber of the quarterback, but I don't think they're like, well, he's elite. So we pay him this. I think it's literally like, this is what it costs to have him. And it makes more sense to have Kirk cousins than a rotating cast. Again, like Randy Moss had when he was here. So I think that's what they're trying to avoid. I think that's why they, they pay him what he do, what they do, why they may extend him, And why I keep saying he's establishing the floor. What they need to do is go find, someone who does a little bit more than that for sure and 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 you look at this Niners team right and everyone knows like like you, you referenced the quote Tom like how Kyle Shanahan feels about Kirk Cousins mm -hmm. I will say the salary would play a huge role in this so take what I'm about to say with a grain of salt Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. But it's proof that if Kirk Cousins was the quarterback of the San Francisco 49ers this year, I think mm -hmm. they would win the Super Bowl because they have a good enough roster. Yep. And he is a quarterback that, like you said, is always available, literally always available. Which I think he doesn't even go on the he doesn't even go on the injury report. I think he's been on the injury report like twice. Um, and the thing that knocked him out of the game was just not getting vaccinated and, and getting COVID. Yeah. So like he's always available. He's better than Brock Purdy. He just is like he's a better quarterback. Yeah, yes, yeah. and like he can make the throws. He'll do things that frustrate you. Uh, but if Kirk Cousins was the quarterback of the San Francisco 49ers, like you, you can see why Kyle Shanahan wanted him. He wants a guy like that, and he wants a guy that can understand his system, learn it, master it, and a guy that can always be on the field. Um, that goes into it, it's not as simple as that with with NFL and team building because. Kirk Cousins' salary takes up a large chunk of that. 
Um, maybe you're not allowed to, that, maybe that inhibits your ability to pay certain players on defense or, or bring in certain weapons. Um, but yeah, it, it's pretty clear why Kyle Shanahan wanted a guy like that. It's also pretty clear, like to your earlier point, how much coaching matters and then how much coaching can overcome. And, and then at a certain point, like how much coaching can't overcome. Right. Because when we saw what Brock Purdy did this year, like no doubt about it. Impressive. Um, that was also the, the team as a whole carrying a guy and, and Kyle Shanahan putting a guy in, in optimal situations to perform. I think that I wish we would have got to see, because I think I'm more with you. I don't know if Brock Purdy wins that game healthy, um, but mm-hmm. I would have liked to see it through. Yes, yes. But it was pretty clear right away, and and this is no knock to Josh Johnson. He he's been on like 15 teams. He's he's really like grinded his way to just yeah. be like a part of a conversation when we when we think about the NFL for this era. Um, he's a journeyman. But when he was in the game, it was clear right away. Like this is not going to work. Yeah. Um, so it was not as easy as like. Cause I, I saw a lot of things, right? Like, um, is Brock Purdy that good or could it, could any quarterback just get stuck into this, this system and win? And, and to a degree, yes, but there is a threshold there. Um, I think we saw it in real time. Josh Johnson was that threshold. Um, and, and I feel bad kind of like coming down on this guy because it, it wasn't his fault. He's literally the four string quarterback this year. Um, got signed in like early December and, and ended up playing, in a hostile environment in the NFC championship game, it was yeah. too much, um, but it showed like coaching can overcome, but it can't overcome everything. Um, it, just an unfortunate way for the season to end though. Um, but yeah, when you look at what the Vikings have in Kirk cousins, they have a guy that's always going to be available. And and maybe he, maybe he checks down to TJ Hawkinson on, <laughs> on fourth and eight. Uh, but he's, he's always in the game. He's always there. His contract is always going to be an albatross to a degree. Um, but you can argue with the way the cap's moving up and the way that quarterbacks are being paid right now. Like he is just kind of making a fair market salary for what quarterbacks make in this day and age. Um, it's yeah. Kirk Cousins, so it's always going to be polarizing. But that guy improved this year under Kevin O'Connell. Like you said, it would not shock me if they extended him this year, if the Vikings did that. And a lot of this just comes down to availability, being on the field ability, being able to execute the offense and being able to make throws here and there. Um, He obviously has a good arm. He's very accurate. One thing that popped up from, from the championship weekend that I think was a direct like correlation to, or easy to compare to, Kirk Cousins, fourth and eight, throws short of the sticks to TJ Hawkinson. Vikings lose. Joe Burrow, fourth and six, throws into double coverage. Jamar Chase is not open. He's not open at all. Just throws it up and is like, okay, it's fourth and six. We need to, we need something. We're going for it. I can't throw short. I can't take a sack. I'm just going to throw it to my best player. He did exactly what Kirk Cousins explained he didn't want to do to Justin Jefferson in that fourth and eight situation. And I get it. It's a different route. Um, Jamar Chase is a seam route up the middle. Justin Jefferson, that's a hard throw. It's, you know, to the boundary on the outside um, to the opposite hash. Um, But watching Joe Burrow unload that Jamar Chase, make that play on fourth and six, and then juxtaposing that with Cousins, checking down to TJ Hawkinson on fourth and eight. um, That definitely said something to me. Um, (laughs) 
it's just like yeah there, there are guys that are just have that kind of effort mentality um Kirk, Kirk Cousins for all he's done to improve I think he needs to develop more of an effort mentality to a degree um yeah if the Vikings do extend him I would say we've seen like signs of that right and I think it's a little yeah. bit of we talked about how Justin Jefferson will um uh the attitude he has and again most of that comes from probably him and who he is but also i think it's mm-hmm. enablement by the coach like we also saw that from o'connell right and i think that was him and west phillips going back to training camp being like dude you can't like there's not always a perfect pass it's the nfl and you sometimes yep. you gotta and i you know we did see that at times i mean that was that was the fourth and 19 in buffalo you know i'm trying i'm trying to think that you know that's the most explicit example but there yes. were other ones throughout the year um i but i mean i agree and i actually think of that like you know because obviously jefferson played with burrow and and someone asked him to compare which i can't think of like two people more different than like joe burrow and kurt cousins where they are in their career like the fact how they dress like just their mentality and stuff but like i think uh you know he jefferson was maybe a little too honest and he's like he just has a little more swagger or whatever um i love that throw i don't you know i do think people should most people have should look at kurt kurt warner's um breakdown of uh the the final play of the viking season i mean I would not have faulted Cousins and maybe even encouraged right a, a dangerous throw in that situation because a turnover on downs and interceptions the same thing um, at that point at that juncture. There's also the thing of like man, he also probably could have just thrown it up to Osborne and Osborne probably would have popped loose while the ball was in the air. Again, that's like that's like a very advanced throw, but you'd expect that out of a quarterback with Cousins' experience and what he's being paid. Um, and I think. There is just something about Joe Burrow. I mean, I think it I think it says something about cousins and there's something to learn. It also just says something about about Burrow in that like it's not only like he trusts his weapons and he has the moxie. I think if you ask people with Cincinnati, and I think this is why there's so many complaints over the officiating, over the call on the sideline that that cost them. Um mm-hmm. also like let's how about Zach Taylor? Like how he managed the clock. I mean, it was, it was terrible, right? But like they're upset because Cincinnati's in a weird spot too. They're not going to be reta- able to retain all the weapons they have. It's a relatively cheap ownership group. It's also they're going to hit cap issues. Like this was a moment, and that's going back to what you're saying. Like this is what these guys have to capture. If you're Kirk Cousins specifically, he's I think only going to be the quarterback he is for the next couple of years. Meaning like the floor playing at the level he is, all that stuff because of his age. Um, and if you're the Vikings, as much as it's a new regime you have to be full throttle at all times. And, and yeah, you're right. I mean, you just have to develop that mentality because you could look at it and say, well, it's just Burroughs makeup. I think if you ask him in an honest moment, he'd go also like, this is just an opportunity. I don't know if we're going to have back. The AFC is really tough. There's a lot of great quarterbacks. No one knows the future of the Bengals. Um, and, uh, and so again, they could be back in the NFC championship again. They could lose in the first round because, you know, a team with a great quarterback builds a better team around them. So, um, yeah, I mean, I just think it's, these guys do have to think like you may not have this again. Right. And kind of, and and it just, it's unfortunate that the season ended like that for cousins because it ends, if it ends the opposite way, you weirdly see it as growth, right? You're like, he threw this dangerous pass. Maybe it's a clear pick, right? But you're like, man, this is showing us that Cousins is showing this sense of urgency that he understands the weapons around him. That like, mm-hmm. you know, he's not he's not trying to do this all kind of on a whiteboard. And um, I agree with you. It's what makes Joe Burrow special is that he just has this kind of innate sense of a big moment and how to deliver in it. Yeah, you're right. Like, can you imagine the think pieces we could have written um, <laughs> if Kirk Cousins throws on fourth and eight? 
into double coverage, it gets batted down. You'd probably get praised for that. You know, it'd be like this was the final stand of Kirk Cousins, and he, this is the final chapter of this season, and this is how it ended was with him showing growth. Instead, it ended the opposite way. And fair or not, um, it's not fair. Like to, I'll be clear, um, everything, all the the strides he took to that point were then negated because he threw short of the sticks on fourth down. Um, we'll see what happens coming up here. Um, once the Super Bowl is over, you know, we'll obviously talk more about like the off season as a whole. Like there are a lot of wrinkles to this off season that matter from, from a Vikings perspective. And I think defensive coordinator will obviously be the first kind of wrinkle to be ironed out. But when you think about it, like Kirk cousins and whether they choose to extend him, um, might be the most consequential thing to come out of this off. Yeah. Um, so I, I'm curious to follow that. Um, yeah, I'm curious to kind of continue to follow these playoffs. Um, Super Bowl is coming up. Me and Tom will come back, whether it's later this week or early next, um, kind of break down the Super Bowl. But if I assume the Vikings are going to make a defensive coordinator higher too within the next week, and we probably, do, probably should do that. Yeah, they do need one at some point. So <laughs> um, they basically didn't have one towards the end of the year, but they do need one at some point. Um, whenever that happens, we will hop back on here. Um, yeah, but we appreciate you guys listening as always. If you like what you're hearing, give us a follow inside purple and gold. Um, give us a rating, give us a review. Um, but we'll be back here to chat whenever the moment kind of strikes itself. And until then, um, enjoy the year off season. If you're in Minnesota, stay warm. Um, we're in the Arctic cold kind of situation here. Um, where I don't think we're seeing above zero for the next few days. So maybe this podcast can give you some warmth. Yes. <laughs> <If it> can't. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but we the will check back tone. in. <laughs> the sweet sound of of, of Tom's voice and, and his metaphors can warm you up. <laughs> so we'll check back in here um, within the next week or so. Um, for Tom Schreier, I'm Dane Mizutani. This is Inside Purple and Gold signing off.